Hello and welcome to the Stouting Off podcast, where we spout off commentary on the everyday. Hello again and welcome to the Stouting Off podcast. I am your host, now and forevermore. Drew Stoutenberg is my name, and I am joined live in studio, as always, by my producer, Jordan, who is looking around for something. How are you, Jordan? <laughs> Doing great. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. What are you looking for? Oh, that the run sheet. Of course. You know we're liable to take some liberties on that and probably only talk about two of the seven or eight things that I wrote down. Yeah. Because that's how we roll. We just, we wing it. And that's, in fact, that's our, as a podcast organization, that's our motto. We wing it. WWI, trademark. Um, how's your week been? Awesome. Truly? Yeah. Any highlights? Any good meals? Mm. No. I mean, you've got young kids. Any new, uh, uh, when you have young kids, every week is a new achievement or a new this or a new that. Any, yeah. Anything new in the kids' uh, lives? So Blakely is going to be turning a year in November. Cute. One year old. How already, by the way? I don't know. Uh, but we bought Jeez. her a kitchen from Ikea. Oh, fun. Uh, actually, it was a gift from, from Grandma. Um, cool. And I put that together. Hey. And it took me two and a half hours. I'll tell you what, though. Sometimes when assembling Ikea furniture, you'll have like a little, like maybe a screw won't be threaded the right way or whatever. But for the most part, usually they give you everything you need. Good stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Yeah, it's good. Say don't use a drill. First thing I do is get the drill out. <laughs> yep, you're getting the right bit in there and everything. You're yeah. going. We're handymen. This is how, would a hand would, would a non-handyman wear a buffalo plaid fleece-lined jacket? No. Just right. a poser. <laughs> yeah. Of a handyman. Which is not me, of course. Which is why, I, yeah, I mean, honestly, I bought this this sweater from Meyer. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, if, nice. if I ever told you that. It's a secret. I've been holding it for years. I bought this sweater. It's a buffalo plaid sweater with like a cream colored fuzz on the inside, fleece on the inside if you're listening and not watching. And when I bought it, I got home, pumped, finally tried it on because I usually just blind buy. Or maybe sometimes I'll do an in-store try on. But for the most part, I'm just going to buy it and then go. And so I tried it on when I got home. And I was like feeling all the pockets because there are like six pockets on this thing. Inside, outside. Isn't that part of a Beach Boy song? Inside, outside, USA. Isn't that the inside? Could be. I've been a long time trip, And then I find a new What's that song called? Surfing USA. Surfing USA. Is it Inside Outside in there? Yeah. Anyway. Inside Outside USA. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it doesn't even make any sense. Lyrical. Lyrically sense. Lyrical sense. Lyrically, it doesn't make any sense. Cool, man. Love when I switch my words up for no reason at all. I swear I'm literate. Anyway, I'm feeling the pockets when I get home, and something's crinkling in here, right here. I'm like, what, did they put like tissue paper in there to puff out the, the left breast pocket? So I pop open this little button right here. I reach in here. There's an empty Jack Link's beef jerky wrapper. <laughs> <laughs> it was not mine. Someone was walking around the store. They they thefted this. They ate the jerky in store, and they were like, shoot, 
well, what am I supposed to do with this? I can't just throw it in a trash can or in my pocket. Oh, I'll put it in the pocket of some merchandise that's hanging over there. <laughs> <laughs> What's the brand? On? You know, I'm going too far into the sweater. Anyway, it's like some Meyer brand, but I love it. It's comfortable. It has a tear on the back, but you guys can't see that. If I had that on right now, I would say, hey, do you like my jacket? Truly? Is it a I statement piece? Say, no. No, no, no. What I'm highlighting is the fact that you're calling it a sweater, where oh. I would call it a jacket. <laughs> it, it, you're right. It is more of a jacket than anything else. It has snaps on it. It's, it's got a material on the outside that's, it's not soft and cuddly. Like it could withstand winds and stuff and some light snow. Um, to my left, of course, I have a bourbon flight, because again, I'm, I'm like this. I'm a rugged, just like bourbon sipping guy. And so I put together this bourbon flight and all four of these bourbons are actually from a distillery called Heaven Hill. And if you're a bourbon, if you're getting into bourbon or trying to get into bourbon, any one of these would be a great option for you. Would you agree with that, Jordan? Yeah, Jordan's a, my favorite. Yeah, Jordan's a bourbon guy as well. Yeah, and one of these is Jordan's favorite, Hen- Henry McKenna 10-year. Um, all of these bottles are about 35 bucks and less. Um, this is 10 years. This is about, this Evan Williams right here is about, uh, I think it's like eight or nine years and it's only 30 bucks. And I don't know the age statement for the other two, Larceny and Elijah Craig, but anyway, Heaven Hill in Bardstown, Kentucky, where we are going pretty shortly in December with a couple of our friends makes all of these and they're all good. So throughout the episode, you might see me sipping (laughs) on one of these four Glencairns. That's what the glasses are called. And, uh, yeah, it's just good bourbon in general. Honestly, we haven't been in bourbon that long. I've probably been into bourbon for about four years. You probably about two years or so, right? Hardly that. Really? Yeah. Um, it's just a fun thing to, to get into. It's a fun little hobby to collect bottles and you don't have to build up a stockpile of 60 or 70 bottles or like our friend Will who has over 200, but, um, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Some of these people with like just literally 20 or 30 or 40 grand worth of bourbon. I don't have that kind of cash. If I have that kind of money, I'm buying a second house and renting it out. Like I talked about in episode one. Remember that Jordan? Yeah. Can you believe this is already episode 17? 17. Oh, I think it's 17, right? It's unbelievable. Seems like we just started yesterday, which we kind of did. It was at the end of August. Um, fall jacket fall seasonal stuff when i think of that i think of cider mills and i think about how we don't really have any here do we have any cider mills here in tennessee in in nashville tennessee no not nashville middle Um, tennessee pigeon forge like when i was on my gatlinburg trip they they had a cider mill is what they called it but it was like a store okay all right well listen i have some figures here that i want to run by you guys so I looked up some figures. In Michigan, cider mills are, and that's from that's where Jordan and I are from. Cider mills are, like, it's just a seasonal thing. You'll probably go to a cider mill twice a month from the months, at least twice a month, from the months of, say, late September through end of November, if not even a bit into December because they stay open for a bit. Yeah. Depends on snow and stuff. But it's a regular part of our fall ritual. Mm -hmm. And that's something, this is my second fall here. This is something I'm really starting to notice. 
I miss fresh apple cider. And I don't know the difference between apple cider and apple juice other than apple cider is blurry. (laughs) It's got stuff in it. (laughs) And apple juice is clear. But both are wonderful. But cider has this special tart to it. It's more like if you put an apple into a juicer and then that's what you got. You know, it's like it's got some fruit pulp in there. Yeah. But I don't know where it gets the brown. No, me either. We'll just have to figure that out someday. But listen to this. So I looked up some figures. Michigan is the third leading state in terms of number of apple uh, cider mills. Cider mills? I've never called it an apple cider mill before in my life, so that's cool. Cider mills. We have 80, they have 87 in Michigan. It's a lot of cider mills. Yeah. It's like one per city. I don't know how many cities are in Michigan. That's a total guess. California, and this is as of 2018. January 2018 is when the cider mill census was taken. Um, it's not what it's called. So Michigan had 87. California had 87. New York had 93. So, I mean, we're within we're within six of the most in the entire country. You could just say we're... Michigan is basically cider mill capital of the world at that point. But then I looked at Tennessee. Tennessee has eight. Yeah. That's why they're hard to find. And Pigeon Forge is a, is a long way from here, right? Hour plus? Three. Three. Hour, three minutes. Like, it's not easy. To <laughs> it's a day drive. It's a day drive. <laughs> um, it's a day walk. But truly. And so, yeah, man. So I'm going back to Michigan. Just like, yeah, in a, in a short while, about a week or so. And when I go there, I'm probably going to fly back with about three gallons of apple cider checked in my bag. Will you bring me some spiced donuts? I can't guarantee that they'll be warm by the time they get here, which is the best way, as you know, to eat them. But yeah, I'll bring you some. Hard to find those, man. People will call them spiced donuts all day long until you go to a place like Parmenter's. Truly. You've never tasted a spiced donut. And And that brings up a good point. I don't know why they call it spice. There's nothing spicy about it. It's cinnamon. (laughs) But I guess cinnamon is a spice. Yeah, I mean, so it's got a couple of things. Cinnamon, sugar. Maybe some light nutmeg. And here, I'm just shooting from the hip. I don't, I don't, I don't really know what nutmeg tastes like, truthfully. It's not spicy donuts. It's not spicy. You're right. It's just it's spice versus just like a yeast ring. Just a, a dough ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeast ring. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I want to go into uh, Today I Learned. I have some funny facts. F A X. I got a funny fax today. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't know how a fax machine even works, even though I sold them. Oh, this isn't it. Hmm. Jordan, it might be on the printer, man. Can you run and check for me? I'm so sorry to do this to you. Can you run and check? I hit the camera with my foot. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> That's all right. While Jordan does that, I do have a couple other things I can talk about. Um, oh, dude, there are a couple things on the printer that I need you to grab, if you could. Let's take five seconds. Um, so it's it's actually pretty cool. A couple people, back to my bourbon flight, a couple people have messaged me, hey, Drew, what bottle of bourbon should I get? 
I'm trying to get into bourbon. Can we have a live tasting? Can we do a FaceTime tasting? And I'm not kidding you. If you want to get into that hobby, DM me and we can have a FaceTime. And if you get go and get one of these bottles or another thing that I've mentioned on the podcast, we can do a live tasting for free. All right. I just want you to enjoy this thing that we also enjoy. Did you find it, George? Nothing's on the printer. Cool, man. Well, now I'm getting pissed. Are those them? I think those are the old ones. I don't know. Anyway, I had some funny today I learned, but I can also go into um, this other thing that I wanted to talk about, which is mispronounced words. So listen to this. Um, I, I have noticed over the 32 years of my life that a lot of people say a lot of different things wrongly sometimes. And... A couple things that I key in on. And I don't know if you know these, Jordy. Espresso, of course. There's no X in espresso. Right. So it's espresso. All intensive purposes. They obviously mean all intents and purposes. All intents and purposes. It's a four-word phrase. Not all intensive purposes. This is one that many people don't know. It's it's one that you kind of have to look at the spelling to understand mischievous it's mischievous there's no like e after the v there it's mischievous it's not mischievous we're taking liberties there by throwing another e in there that shouldn't be in there i've heard people say mannerisms no mannerisms do you know these yeah now this is one that this is one of those i'm gonna tell you another word here that it's one of those words where I know I'm saying it the wrong way, but I can't say it the right way because not enough people acknowledge the right way to say it. GIF versus GIF. Yeah. GIF, that J sound is the correct one. And GIF is what everyone says. You know? It's like one of... Did you know that? No. The person who came up with GIFs or GIFs says, no, 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 it's it's GIF. That G-I-F is supposed to be a J sound. Oh, I didn't know that. That's what I'm saying. So that's most of the population. And it's one of those things where I would rather just say it the way everyone else is saying it rather than say, well, actually, it's GIF. No, did you mean GIF? No, actually, it's called GIF. I don't want to be the person who's correcting everybody in public. I want to correct everybody on my podcast. (laughs) Yeah, you're right, by the way. Right? I fact-checked it because... I thought you were wrong. <laughs> and that's okay. I want you to check everything I say on here. The last episode, Jordan corrected me in real time when I said Sochi was in Japan. He said, sir, you're wrong on that. Do you want to know why I thought that? Because you know it's what, spelled G-I-F? Well, you know what G-I-F stands for? No. It's Graphic Interchange Essential. Format. So you would think that graphic is a hard G. Yeah. Hard G. Yeah, yeah. So GIF. So, yeah, but it says right here, declared it should be pronounced GIF, like the brand of peanut butter rather than a hard G sound. So you're freaking right. I, I like to, I'm right every once in a while, and it feels good. Um, but again, that's one out of every... I'm right 33% of the time in, real, in reality, but in my own mind, I'm right 100% of the time. Side note, when it comes to GIF, peanut butter... Do you do creamy or do you crunchy? Creamy. Same. Yeah, creamy. 
when is crunchy appropriate? Sandwich. So when I do peanut butter, it's on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or peanut butter, honey, pe- fluffernut or whatever, or it's on toast. Yeah. When, when, when does crunchy peanut butter become appropriate? I, or like the, the right one to do for me, it's not really ever maybe in some baking applications or like pie, pies or something. No, I'd still rather have creamy. Honestly, yeah. call me crazy. Me too. Although this last time. When I grew growing up, my mom was always like, you can, you can do off brand on a lot of stuff, do it where you can. But when it comes to peanut butter, just do GIF, you know, don't, don't, you, it's not worth the 50 cents to get whatever brand I got, uh, Peter Pan recently yeah. tasted the same. Oh, really? Tasted the exact same. Do you remember when you were a kid, like in elementary school and you would tell your mom to get like vanilla pudding, for example, did you ever have that like yeah, in yeah. your lunchbox? Yeah, yeah, of course. And then accidentally it was tapioca. Now you're bringing up childhood trauma. That was trauma for me, man. That's one of those things where you're expecting one thing and what you get. Because they look, they look really similar. Yeah. They look the same to the naked eye. Unless they're side by side. And then you taste it and you're like, no. The heck? What Some, are those dots? Something's up. <laughs> Something's up. It's curdled. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's a mistake uh, Cheryl only made one time. We, 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 <laughs> we talked about it. We nipped that pretty quickly. Uh, or the people who would intentionally be eating tapioca. Now, yeah, that's, I, I'm not down with that. Now, bubble tea, boba tea. Yeah. I've heard it called both things. Has tapioca balls in the bottom. In that application, in that context, I like it. Fine. It's welcomed. Fine. Not in my pudding. <laughs> Not in my pudding. <laughs> Why does that phrase sound like something? Not in my pudding. That's a great pour right there, Evan Williams single barrel vintage. Oh, that's a good. Uh, that's good. Like mispronunciation would be. Um, I've heard proof is in the pudding. That's so true, and you corrected me on this this year, like. This was a recent revelation. It's proof is in the put in, right? Correct. Which, what does that even mean? Like the put in. Like what you put what into you something. What you put in. Okay. The proof, the outcome, the evidence is in the what you put into it. Yeah. You reap what you sow. Obviously not in the pudding. <laughs> yes. That's one of those things that has, for, until you told me, had forever confused me. The proof is in the pudding. Well, look at the pudding. Look at the tapioca pudding. <laughs> you need to know that gravity is a law of physics. Look in the pudding. It there's the proof. <laughs> GIF versus GIF. Look at the pudding. Look at the freaking pudding, would you please for once? <laughs> uh, that's good. Uh, Daylight saving time is the correct way to say it, by the way. Day, not daylight savings. It's not plural on savings. Just singular saving. And that's another one of those things. To say daylight saving time, people will give you a second take. Like, huh? You, oh, you must have meant savings. And then they, it's one of those, it's small enough where they don't even probably address it with you, but you you sense that second look. Oh, you meant savings. Saving is the correct one. And a lot of people think daylight saving time shouldn't even be a thing in general, which I don't know how 
time works, and I don't know how the sun cycles work, so I can't comment on that intelligently. So I won't. I won't. But it gets confusing. Sometimes zones don't observe daylight saving time, I think. Oh, really? I think so. I mean, if you think about it, like, in one part of the year, you move up, and in one part of the year, you move back. Yeah. So if you just stayed, what would be the difference? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why when, say you'll get a meeting in invitation on Microsoft Teams or on Outlook or something, it'll say 11 a.m. EDT, Eastern Daylight Time, Mm. versus EST, Mm -hmm. Eastern Standard Time. Um, I think some time zones are always just in standard. I think. I don't know. I could be wrong. I frequently am. But let's examine the facts another time. Um, I have literally seven pages. I'm not going to read all of them. But some of these are going to be, um, yeah, some of these are like identifiable and relatable. Oh, Larceny, one of my favorite weeded bourbons right there. You're just going to hear me sprinkling bourbon comments in throughout as I take some from the flight here. Um, Don't say across. Say across. I think most of us, that kind of got smoked out of most of us by the time we turned like say 18 but tell you what though i was here even when i was in high school and people would say it crossed i'd be like Re- look at the word read the word right doesn't there's no ed on the end it's not a crossed a crossed um that reminds me one of our, <laughs> one of our um our first guest lauren strom flurry when she was growing up, she thought the word striped was striped. Striped, not striped. Huh. Huh. It's interesting. Hmm. <laughs> huh. That came out a couple weeks ago, and I looked at her like, I don't actually know anything about you. I thought I knew you, but I don't. <laughs> striped. Um, love you, Lauren. <laughs> Alzheimer's degree, uh, disease. It's not Alzheimer's disease, which I've heard people say before. One of our friends' moms does, which she's going to remain anonymous. I'm not going to put her on blast. Well, you know, he had Alzheimer's, and um, he was all time. And he <laughs> unfortunately passed away around 80, the age of 82 or so. But he was he had Alzheimer's. So. Alzheimer's. He was always timing things, and you knew that. He had a stopwatch. <laughs> he, at the end of the day, was all time. He was, and you know that. You know, you should know that of any. Okay. Anyway, um, some of these are stupid. I can't believe that anyone would ever get this wrong. Do say a blessing in disguise. Don't say a blessing in the skies. <laughs> Has anyone ever said that funny. before? Funny if true. Um. Oh wow, whoa! I'm learning something right now. Do say card sharp. Don't say card shark. You may be surprised to hear that card shark isn't an actual phrase. It's mispronunciation from card sharp over the years, however, has led to card shark being more popular in America than the original phrase. It's one of those things. It's like gif and jif. Wow. Card sharp. Like your card sharp. Yeah, it's probably not a noun. Not you're a card shark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Wow. It's more like, yeah, you're card sharp, not you're a card sharp. That's interesting, eh? <laughs> I'm still going to keep saying card shark because that's what everybody does, and I go with the flow. Yeah. <laughs> Do say carpal tunnel syndrome. Don't say carpool tunnel syndrome. Okay. <laughs> carpool tunnel syndrome. Now, what could carpool tunnel be? The tunnel that's outside, what, Manhattan or whatever, this, the tunnel to get into New York City? And we were carpooling. And so he started acting funny, and I immediately knew his carpool tunnel syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the carpool tunnel. What should I say? Wow. Oh, this is interesting. Do say champ at the bit. Don't say chomp at the bit. Chomp has probably replaced champ in the U.S., but we thought you might like to be reminded that the vowel should be A, not O. I thought chomping at the bit was like a horse and like like eager on the thing that's in its mouth, the yeah. bit. Yeah. Which is like what the whole head dress, head fixture um, anchors to the horse's mouth. That's interesting. Okay. Oh, okay. Some of these, listen, some of these do say clothes. Don't say clothes. Okay. I'm not going to say clothes. I'm going to say clothes. Yeah. I went shopping for new school clothes. I'm going to say not clothes. Happening. That's not happening. That's too, that almost adds another syllable. It's labor intensive. Clothes. Oh, this is one for me. Do say especially, don't say especially. For sure. Don't ever. Espresso, espresso rule. Yeah. Do say et cetera, E-T. Don't say et cetera. Sure. Yeah. Do say espresso, not espresso. Got that. Do say escape, not escape. Sure. So, all right. I'm, we're in full agreement on those ones. Okay. Now it's trying to tell me to say February, not February. I'm saying Feb-U, even though it's not how it looks phonetically. I'm sorry. It's how it phonetically sounds. It's not how it looks on paper, but everybody says February. So I'm not going to throw in that first R, yeah. February. It's a silent R. Yeah, it is. As far as I'm concerned. Um, foliage versus foliage. That's not even a thing. So, uh, some of these must be for like people learning the English language, probably. Where sure. did I get this from? I don't know. I thought it was from Merriam-Webster. Monica used to say, <laughs> she used to say, let's play it by year. <laughs> That's hilarious because the nature of that phrase is like being spontaneous. Yeah. So if we play it by year, it's like, <laughs> well, let's see what that full year, let's see how things go in that full year and then let's go to the next. <laughs> play it by year. So that actually means it would, it would be like playing it very safe yeah. to me. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll check back in next year and see how that's going. See if we want to commit. If we need to adjust or modify our course of action here. <laughs> <laughs> what about the uh, the SAR scene? Like SAR I seen or scene? This, I oh, seen yeah, this the true. other day. I have a rule for that. Unless, do you have comments on that? Just awareness. Yeah. I guess at the end of the day is, you know. I, I would say that uh, seen is past tense. So I've seen that before. But so is saw, though. So here's the... Oh, I guess you're right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, I guess you're right. So the, th the, the exactly, Jord. The thing, those are both past tense. But if there's ever the... Um, it, you, you wouldn't say... You would say, I saw that. I saw that 
car accident that I drove by. Why would I choose such a morbid example? I don't know. I saw that tree. I saw that convenience store. But if you would somebody, never say I have saw that. You you would never say I have saw. So whenever it's just like that, like pretty, I don't know how to describe it. It's just like the really simple version of the past tense. There's no have or has, but then it's if if it's seen or I'm trying to think of other ones. Um. Uh, whatever. Then it's you throw the have, and then it's the seen version. It's the one with I don't know, dude. What's the freaking? Think about called? it. If I were to say, you know, last last episode, hey, did you get a chance to see American Murder? You would say, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Not yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, true. So maybe it has to do with like, maybe it's situational or something. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's tough to like qualify that rule to me, but whenever it's have. See, saw. Would you Google that, Jordan? Yeah. Be, yeah. Check that out. Because there are a couple, there are many, many examples like that where it's like, um, ha, like you throw in a little have there or has, and then it makes that version of the past tense make sense. This says, um, saw is the past tense of the verb see and usually comes immediately after nouns and pronouns. Seen is the Past participle of the verb see. Generally, seen is used alongside have, has, had, was, or were in a sentence to make compound verbs. Okay. Um, All right. Some words there for sure. Some English words that I don't remember. But I'll give you an, an example. I drank that versus I drunk that. That... Drank is simply, it's like the saw version in that. I I, I drank that. Mm -hmm. Or you would say, hey, I have drunk, uh, I have drunk all my whatever. Shoot. I don't know anything anymore. Now I'm starting to question. Oh, here we go. Nope. Thought I had an example, but I don't. <laughs> I'm looking at all these googling the Google image search. So the difference is actually between a past tense and a past participle. The past participle is like the uh, version of like drunk or seen, and the past tense is the simple past tense is like saw or dr- drank. Yeah, that's it. Now the drinks were there. The drinks. I were drank there. them, and now they are drunk. They have they have been drunk. They've been drunk. Yeah, truly, that's it. I saw that, and now I've seen it. And now I've seen it. What else do you need to know, dude? What did I prove just now? Nothing. <laughs> Still don't understand it. <laughs> Literally same. Um, do say mayonnaise. Don't say mayonnaise. I'm saying mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. And I might throw a little, a little hint of may in there, mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. I'm not saying mayonnaise, no. dude. It's two syllables to me. What was it? Patty. Mayonnaise. Patty mayonnaise. That's it. That's exactly it. And Doug. Mayonnaise. No funny. <laughs> You're like <laughs> what? You were looking at me like what? What's what? Are you, what point are you trying to make? I'll I'll work with you here, but what are you trying to say? Mustard. Doug mustard. <laughs> And mustard is the past participle of mayonnaise. Don't you guys know that? Now we're teaching you English stuff. No, it's not. Do say, oh yeah, 
I looked this up recently. Often, the T is silent. It's a silent. It actually is a silent T. Don't say often. Oftentimes. Nope. Oftentimes. We got you. See, this podcast, some people think they tune in just to have it on in the background. Some people like an occasional laugh every five minutes or so. But listen, you can tune in for educational stuff too. We're going to teach you everything you need to know about life. (laughs) (laughs) While I was saying that, I was thinking, wow, like what could you possibly learn from listening to this podcast? (laughs) Um, I'm not going to spend too much more on this. Do say prostate, don't say prostrate. (laughs) Okay. But prostrate means the position. It's just like totally fallen out. The pro, yeah, lying on the ground face down. Prostate gland is a totally different thing. Do say pronunciation, not pronunciation. There's no O there. It's pronunciation. And same with enunciation. Do say probably, don't say probably or probably. I'm probably going to say probably. I actually am, though. Um, Probably's just a, a loose way of saying it. It's a fun way of saying yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably. Oh, this is... Okay, here's one that's on that topic. Do say sneaked. Don't say snuck. You would say, I sneaked out of the house. I think that would actually be proper. Wow. Versus, I've snuck out of the house before. I have snuck out. Not I have sneaked out. You'd wow. say, I have snuck out. I sneaked out of the house last night, right? I doubt we will get snuck out of the language anytime soon, but here's a reminder that it really isn't a word. No, it is a word, you freaks. Merriam-Webster, you're out. Last one I'm saying. Oh, wow. One, I just read one and I'm triggered now. Do say yolk. Don't say yolk for egg yolk. No, I'm not going to say that. The word yolk with an L in there, it sucks. Do say zoology. Don't say zoology. Zoology is the correct way to say it. Actually, we should say zoo. Like, we're going to go to the zoo, not zoo. What? Yep. But again, that's one of those things. Everybody's, let's go to the zoo. Do you think that a, well, I guess it would be called a zoologist. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm, that's what the correct, I took a zoology class. Um, No kidding. But then, of course, I'm going to say zoologist or, but I'm going to say they work at the zoo. They work at the zoo. Yeah, I guess I would call them a zoologist. Yeah. But I guess that would be th- three O's at that point. You're right. Z-O-O. Yeah. O. Um, quick thing on the first one that you said, or second, or the something. first thing? I don't even remember anymore. I've it got was, 10 sheets around me. It was mischievous? Yeah, true. Would you say mischief or mischief? Oh, mischief. Look up, look up the pronunciation. Play yeah. the little Google. Thing. I guess that for me, I Mischief. just always thought because it's it's I E F, right? Yeah, I E I before E, except after. And I would say chief. So here we go. I'll try to get this up. Yeah, it'll work. If you, if you mischief, mischief. She yeah. has say, she has given me so much insight in life. Um, yeah, me too. She now. really helps. She really helps. Now I can say the same. <laughs> Listen to this. Uh this was an article. This was an article that I just read on LinkedIn that I printed off on a sheet that I cannot find that you couldn't find on the printer. But I'm going to find it on my phone and it pertains to the work from home wardrobe. And some 
basically some companies, yeah, can you go on LinkedIn and find it? It should be on the, just like on the far right side if you go to your LinkedIn feed. Uh, but basically some companies are starting to try to enact some sense of a work from home wardrobe because people are just getting a little too casual <laughs> on Zoom calls. And when I first started working from home, it was last June, 2019. And Jordan, you taught me this. You were like, um, well, you get fully dressed. Jordan gets fully dressed every day. But then again, he's around his wife. So he's got to look hot because she's always on point. And then they're going out in public and stuff. But for me, most of the time during the day, I'm a hermit. I'm a hermit crab and I stay at home. And so my work from home wardrobe is normally gym shorts. And depending on the time of year, it's a t-shirt or it's a hoodie. Well, it's a t-shirt or it's a t-shirt with a hoodie over it because I never just wear hoodies with no undershirt. Um, but Jordan taught me this trick. Jordan, and I'm sure you remember this. He's like, you know what? The key, no matter what you're wearing, the key to being successful working from home is put shoes on. Yeah. You told me that. 100%. You told me that. And that's... You teached me. You have... <laughs> <laughs> you taught me that. I texted you the uh, thing. Finally, so, thank um, goodness. So I thought you were just going to read it. Actually, I was in, which no. I was, but yeah. every morning, like, so I've been working from home for almost five years now, and one of the things that I learned is that like I have to wake up, I have to take a shower, I have to get dressed, I have to put my shoes on, because if I don't do those things, then I'm going to think I'm at home. If that's I true. do those things, I'm going to think I'm at work. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. You can, yeah, at first, like the first couple of weeks that I was working from home, it was too comfortable to like work from the couch or especially work from the couch, but like laying down, you know? Yeah. It, that simply doesn't work for me. Some Maybe some people can, but I got to be like up and ideally at a desk and I have to because I'm on the phone a lot. I'm a recruiter, third-party recruiter, so I got to be on the phone a lot. Yeah. And I can't I can't do that unless I'm like There's I mean there's a body posture that really accompanies being on the phone for me. I can't be like this. Yeah, so uh we yeah, we got a great oppor- you know, just like great yeah, opportunity no for you with our client. I'm pacing, man. I like to pace. I have a standing desk as you know too, yeah. which I like to stand up at and I'll kind of do two or three steps in either direction, but yeah, there's there. When you're in a corporate setting or like an office setting yeah. or anything that doesn't allow you to work all the time from home, there's this misconception that like, wow, that guy works from home. He must he must just be in his bed all day watching TV whenever he wants. Yeah. Yeah, you could do that, but you might make zero dollars. Yeah. Well, especially if you're in something like us, like we have to make we have to make sales, you know? Yeah. We have to make deals happen. Like we have, it ha- we have to go get it rather than it coming to us and yeah, us right. just putting together a report. You can do that. It's in not my, reactive. It's proactive. It's proactive. In my old job, it was 100% reactive. Yeah. And so somebody would present me with a request. Hey, can you put this report together? Sure. No problem. Like I can just do that on my laptop while it's on my chest. Also with a bunch of popcorn and stuff because I'm just laying on the couch watching TV. Yeah. And yes, I'm eating popcorn during the day. I'm eating boom chicka pop sea salt flavor and the kernels are getting caught back here. And so I have to floss three times a day. It's fun. <laughs> boom chicka pop though is honestly good. Have you tried it? I have. I, I, yeah, I've had it. It's great. You're about to say yes, actually. I, 
I, I hold. I seen that at the store the <laughs> other day. I hold stocks in Boom Chicken Pop. Actually, <laughs> thank you for that. I'm the founder. Um, sweatpants are comfortable, but they may be holding workers back and making employers worried. Recent research shows that about half of people working from home don't follow their employer's dress code. Reports uh, SHRM Sherm, which is like a human resources. Okay. <laughs> Recent research supports that half of people working from home don't don't follow their employer's dress code. Obviously. <laughs> when you're at home, you don't need to wear a shirt and tie or even like chinos or whatever. All that matters is that when you're on video calls from the freaking, I don't know, what the sternum up, you're wearing a polo or some collared shirt or a blouse or whatever. Who's going to be wearing... Like dress shoes walking around the house. Not me. No. I'm wearing these. Yeah. Nike Air Max. And I ain't scared for my employer to know. Love you, Jim. Thank you for employing me. Um, The issue is that 80% of people working... uh, Sorry. The issue is that 80% of people wearing work clothes felt more productive. Okay. And that's fair. Compared to 70% in gym clothes and 50% of those in sleepwear. So 80% of people who wore work stuff felt productive. 70% of people in gym stuff felt productive. 50% of people in sleep stuff felt productive. Is there that big of a drop-off between 80 and 70? Not really. No. Like, I would rather just have motivated employees who wear what they want to wear. Um, additionally, some employers may be concerned with how casual some workers have been on video calls. <laughs> The issue may lead to these bosses looking into dress codes for remote workers. I would feel like that is the ultimate micromanagement. If I got called from my employer and was like, hey, uh, all right, just can we just FaceTime real quick? Can we Zoom or can we get on Microsoft Teams or Skype real quick? See what you're wearing. I'd be like, see you later. You can see what I'm wearing later. Yeah, no, I get it. I I get what you're saying for sure. But at the same time, when you're not in an office setting like that where you're not going to be wearing, you know, you're not like working for this corporate company and you get on FaceTime with a client with an Iron Maiden shirt on. True. <laughs> like you obviously don't want someone to misrepresent your company. You're right. So like your boss will never ask you that yeah. because he knows you better than that. True. So like... If, if you've got someone on the other line who you can't trust as much. Somebody wearing a Hooters shirt and they're talking to a sure, VP yeah. of sale or, or just VP like of a, purchasing at a like company. Like a wife beater, like a tank top thing, you know? Like, yeah. Could you imagine? Would really like to talk about this deal going on. He like scratches his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. It's a bare shoulder. His hair is all out of whack. Man. Oh my gosh. I, um, I've jumped on a... a, a video call with a client since working from home and I hadn't looked at myself in the mirror prior to the call and I got on the call and I my hair looked like it looked like that character from the Simpsons um I think his name's Abu or something like this but it's just like in different directions and stuff uh which I was never allowed to watch the Simpsons of course but um do you see what I'm saying Jordan his hair is like I don't know maybe Oh, no, it's not Abu. Okay. It's, uh, it's whatever. It's some character from The Simpsons. He's got like reddish, I don't know, dreads looking here. But anyway, I got on the call. This guy's the VP of talent acquisition for like 
one of the leading tire companies in the the world. You know. Oh wow. It, it's one of these four: Bridgestone, Michelin, um, Yokohama, um, Hankook. You know, it's like one of the ma- continental. It's one of those major ones. And I got on, and I was like, "Oh man, this guy probably doesn't doesn't think I take care of myself." So that was cool, and he never called me back, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know, business relationships like that, though, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint, just like life in general. Um, so if you fail, try, try again. If you fail to look the way that you want to look on a, on a video call with a prospective client, try, try again. Get another call, and this time, look at yourself in the mirror before you get dressed. Well, after you get dressed, rather, before the call, though. Sometime in between those two tasks. Um, yeah, anyway. what's the char- Did you get the Simpsons character? No, dude, I, I, I don't know. I, I was never allowed to watch it, so I don't same, know enough dude. about it to be like... Yeah, whatever. It's this character. He kind of looks like a caveman. Um, I feel like he wears one of those, like, uh, I don't know. It's just like a toga-looking garb. Um, like th- this guy? Hold on, I found a guy. He's kind of Mo, got... caveman Mo. <laughs> Is that Mo like the uh, the bartender guy? Let me see. Turn I'll it to me. Try. No, that's just. You oh said no, right... it's the guy on the left. Oh, this guy. Yeah. Sideshow Bob. Sideshow Bob. <laughs> Sideshow Bob, dude. Yeah, Sideshow Bob. I looked like Sideshow freaking Bob, dude. <laughs> We'll throw that up so everyone can see it, obviously. I freaking looked like Sideshow Bob. Like Sideshow Bob. (laughs) Sideshow Bob. Jordan and I will just bust into stuff like that sometimes because we're both rhythmic guys. Jordan's a fantastic drummer, amazing keyboardist, like pianist in general, and just one of the most unbelievable ears when it comes to music. And so it's just a talent. So whenever we, sometimes we'll say something like that, and yeah, we'll bust into a little, what sounds like a war chant. Anyway, um, I think, Jordan, do you have anything else to add? I'm pretty good. No, I'm good. (laughs) As always, we just really appreciate you listening and watching and just caring in general. So follow us on Instagram, subscribe to us on all the platforms. And until next time, this has been the Stouting Off Podcast, where we spout off commentary on the everyday. Bye. Bye.